Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show. Boring. A... <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over. And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J Raff show for episode 311. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and yes, with me this evening, for the first time in nearly four months, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I was just trying to think of the last time that it was four months time span that I hadn't been at your house, and it's probably been a decade or so, because even even a couple falls ago, when we, uh, you know, had some water issues each of us had some water issues yeah, it still at, wasn't four months. at our home there were other times like when we would meet to go to games and things like that where i had been here that obviously was not the case the last four months um so yeah it's uh good to be back absolutely and i'm glad to have you here and obviously we took the necessary precautions as, yep, yep. um justin and i are the minimum six feet apart as you can see if you're watching live here and we're also both wearing face masks as everyone should be doing when out in public or around people that aren't part of their family and uh, we are both wearing you can see mine better than justin's but you can see the wilson bulldogs face mask that i've been selling uh actually they sold out really quickly the first time that i made them available and a new set is coming hopefully by the end of this week really comfortable and uh yeah they're they're very soft they have the nose guard the adjustable nose guard they don't hurt my ears so it's uh it's been a win-win doing great with the sales of the face masks and if you're interested in getting any we will have the red wilson bulldogs in adult and child sizes once again at may's sandwich shop obviously one of our sponsors hopefully by friday uh no later than a week from tomorrow so in the next seven to ten days they should be available once again so uh we want to stop and thank not just may sandwich shop for sponsoring the show but also our friends at small player big play the app for high school athletic streaming or or youth athletic streaming i should say and for a while we thought it was going to be a um quite the uh popular app as fall sports approached and well things are getting a little dicey out there around the nation once again and uh, we're kind of left uh, pondering what's going to happen with youth sports as we approach August and things really start to ramp up. 
Rumors are that there could be um, an announcement from the PIAA this Wednesday about the status of fall sports. But as of now, we are proceeding as though everything will be normal. And for high school football, that means August 10th start date for official PIAA practices. And that's the heat acclimatization period. Uh, Just recently in the last three weeks, high schools around the state of Pennsylvania were allowed to start doing their voluntary summer activities. That's not just football related. That's all fall sports. Uh, really any high school sport doesn't even have to be a fall sport can have these voluntary activities. As long as their school adopted a health and safety program, Wilson's went to into effect on July 1st. And I know many of those teams have been taking advantage and getting together and practicing. So we'll see how long that, that lasts. And, uh, if we have a fall sports season here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we're hoping for the best. Um, you know, and it makes me think that having the ability to um, use apps or resources like um, Small Play or Big Play could be really helpful um, for people who aren't able to or slash allowed to go maybe see an event live. Um, yeah, that that's something that hopefully lots of people will be taking advantage of. Also meaning, hopefully, we are able to get those seasons underway. Yes, <laughs> so. for sure. So, small player, big play. Check them out again. Apple or Google app stores. It's a free app to download, free app to sign up. Uh, Look only, us up on there. Yeah, the only time you have to uh, pay for anything is when it comes to uh, to streaming. If you want to stream any of the live events, you know, if you want to watch live events. And they have a multiple different um, tiers that you can purchase. And honestly, if you're into high school or youth athletics... And uh, you know someone's going to be streaming the game and all the games you're doing, especially if a school adopts it and kind of uses it for everything, uh, it's a bargain. Like if you're very much interested in knowing what's going on or you have kids or family members, friends on the team, it's going to be a great, great resource. So definitely check that out. And like Justin said, both Justin and I are on there. we got profiles. Hit us up on there and uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see if it's able to be put to good use in the coming months. So tonight we're talking about our 2020 NFL preview. We're going to the AFC North, which is, you know, now we're in our bread and butter, Justin. Now yeah. we're at the point where people that watch the show are very interested in the next three episodes. Starting here with the AFC North, followed next week by the NFC East. That's a huge one. And then we'll finalize. The best one. <laughs> we'll finalize and um, do our playoff stuff two weeks from now on July 26th or or so with a, uh, a look at the AFC East and the Super Bowl. Because... Um, as far as we can tell, NFL is happening one way or the other. There may be no real preseason or preseason games. There I'm okay no, with that. Actually. There may be no fans in the stands, but I'm, the NFL is playing. I'm okay with that too. Like whatever they need to do to make it happen, I'm. I I say that. I mean, obviously, I mean like moving in the right direction, not ignore it and just play anyway. I mean, like to do what they need to do. Um, they need to get it done, and like you said, um. Give us football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's happening one way or the other. We're going to see the NFL play. Is it end up being an abbreviated schedule? Who knows? But NFL is playing. That's a problem for future NFL. That, right, that's like, not that's our not issue a... now. Um, you know, we, we're concerned about high school and definitely concerned about college, but yeah. the NFL is playing. So AFC North, you know, we got Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. The Ravens were the big story in 2019, a breakthrough season that I'm not sure too many people saw coming. Uh, with Lamar Jackson playing at a uh, right. MVP caliber right. level. And able to follow up the second half of the 2018 season, which everybody kind of wrote off as, including me a little bit, like, 
uh, you know, it's a good thing, but people are going to adjust and they won't be able to continue it. Right. And I still, I think those um, concerns are not completely unfounded right now. Uh, When you look at the body of work now, he definitely put some doubt into the thinking. Let's see how teams react this year. And even that's maybe not fair since obviously there's been no off season. Like literally there hasn't been practices. Right. And is this going to be a huge burden on teams with new coaches and new players, especially new quarterbacks? Time will tell, but the Ravens don't have to worry about that. Um, they went 12 and, excuse me, 14 and two last year, which was the best they've ever done winning the AFC North. But we don't ever start with number one, which I would think the Ravens would be in contention for. We always start at the bottom, so it'll be very interesting to see where we go with that. And now it's been a few weeks, and I don't remember who do we who do we start with in the AFC at the bottom. Is that me? I I think so. I think we'll do I that. We'll do that. I think because I think NFC. I had you go first. So AFC, that I makes I I was going to actually use that same reasoning. It's just it, saying it just, so that when we do the sense. NFC East, I will go first. Then so. yeah, exactly. That so works. I yep. think that's what we do. What makes the most sense? That means I'm up first on the clock here for the AFC North. Um, talking about the final, or excuse me, the last place team um, and what I think is going to happen this year. Obviously, we have the team here that was the worst team in the NFL last year in the Cincinnati Bengals. Do I think they're the worst team in the NFL this year? No, I don't think they're going to be the worst team I, in the I NFL I would agree. I year. think they... What, were they 1-15 last year? I think so. So, obviously bad. But I, I, and I don't think that they're going to challenge for a playoff spot. No, no. I don't think they're a one, two, or even three win team. So obviously, right there, you're probably more, at least quadrupling your amount of wins. So you probably have them more likely to draft in that seven to 12 range than that one to six range. Um, So I'm actually going to, I'm going to have them in last. I I don't think, I think the other teams in the division are better than them. So I'm going to put the Bengals in last, but I think they're much better than one and fifteen. I actually have them going five and eleven. I pulled up the spreadsheet. Oh that man, Justin I haven't looked with. at the spreadsheet in a while um, either. So I can I can throw some of these at you if you uh, if you want to know where you had where your line of thinking was a few months ago. But I do have the Bengals going five and eleven, and I think that's appropriate for them. I think Joe Burrow is um, better than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton couldn't quite get over the average hump. And I think Joe Burrow, especially in his first year, could could really change things around there for them. Obviously, they're in the second year of the uh, was it Zach Taylor era yeah. there with the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. So um, we'll see what happens. But I think Burrow uh, has a chance to win a few games for them in uh, their first season. There's there's just nothing that jumps out to me about the Bengals that says they're not the last place team in the division though. Right. They they just you go one and fifteen, you probably don't have an overwhelmingly strong roster. No. And while you're probably upgrading at the quarterback position, at least on paper, I don't know how much more how much better you're going to get. I like the signings of Waynes and Alexander, the two castoffs from the Vikings, but there's a reason the Vikings let them go. Yep. Now maybe they can, you know, live up to the hype and potential that they had as um, early draft picks a few years ago for Minnesota, but um, that's that's to be seen. Um, yeah, it's just it's not. It's also tough for the Bengals because they have to play the Ravens twice and the Steelers twice. So I think the Steelers are a team that's looking to rebound after an up and down season last year. But even with 
a mishmash at quarterback last year. The Steelers were still competitive and pushing for the playoffs. And heck, if it would have been 2020 where seven teams make the playoffs, the Steelers would have been in the playoffs. And that's without Big Ben for 99.8% of the season. Yeah. So having to play the Ravens and Steelers twice, and, you know, I don't think the Browns are terrible. I don't think they're amazing. But still, I think they're better than the Bengals. So the Bengals are playing three teams that are better than them. It's going to be tough sailing. But I do not think they're the worst team in the league. I don't think I'm not even sure they pick in the top five next year. Um, it, it, I think it could be close. Um, but you, like you said, you're probably thinking you were thinking seven, ten to twelve based on what I was talking. I probably would sit in the six to ten area is where I'm thinking. Again, Bengals five and eleven to me uh, in 2020. But I think Joe Burrow shows that he was worth the investment of the number one pick. Yeah, and I'm actually gonna I'm I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go with the Bengals as that um as that last place team. Like you said, I feel like there's just a lot that they need to kind of fix. Um, like you said, when you're the worst team in the NFL, there are a lot of holes to fill. Um and a lot of positions you need to upgrade. It's not all like scheme and things like that. I think Joe, Joe Burrow was a was a good pick for them. I mean, I think um, you know, being that Ohio kid. I think that's I think it's the guy they had to take. Um and especially if they if they felt like he was the man. Um and I mean he showed at LSU he certainly has the ability. It is that short time frame which we talked about a lot in you know, when we were talking about things going into the draft and things like that. But at the same time, I don't know what to make of that. We will see. However, you know, I, I I don't have that as much of a flag because it it wasn't like he transferred down to a division or down into a group of five, you know, like he, he went to another power school and did it. Um, you know, it's not the same. And this isn't, I'm not trying to throw shade here, but I guess I am like, it's not like Joe Flacco when he couldn't get it at Pitt and went to Delaware and then lit it up and had a great career at Delaware. Like, and Delaware's a good, um, F- FCS like school for football like Very that's not good, a knock yeah. on them it's no. just but it's not the same as doing it in at the time the Big East or the or the ACC you know right, um, right, right. so I think I think they're going to be headed in the right direction um, I still I'm going to put them at four wins um, I want to go higher but I just I think this is a scenario where not having the offseason is going to really kind of hinder them. That, I think that and I think I think they're going to look really bad to start the season, and I think they're going to look like they're starting to put it together in the second half of the season. Um, which, again, not not to be the downer here, but I think the Bengals are like an example of it's important for them that we have a full season, you know, like – because I think that second half is where they're going to start to see their strides and they're going to start to see uh, where Joe Burrow really starts to get it because he's not getting the work that he would have gotten, you know, over the summer and, and through some of the, the camps, the rookie camps and, and things like that. So anyway, I, I still have them as the last place team in the division. I think they are, even if they're, even if they do end up with four wins, I think they're going to be significantly better than last year. Uh, where they were kind of lucky to get one win. And I, I think they're headed in the right direction. It is interesting when I was looking at this, three out of the last four Heisman Trophy winners are quarterbacks in this division. That's crazy. Yeah, with Kyler Murray being the 2018 winner who yeah. is in Arizona. 
But you have Joe Burrow with the the Bengals. You have 2018 was Kyler Murray. Right. The year before that was Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And the same draft class, but different. Um, like Slots. Lamar Jackson won it the year before right. is with the Ravens. Yeah. So, yeah, the last three Heisman, sorry, three out of the last four Heisman Trophy winners are quarterbacks in the AFC North. And you get like the complete opposite of that with Ben Roethlisberger is the other quarterback in the division. Right, who right. is like, people are like, oh, should he retire? And, you know, like you have three really young Heisman Trophy winner guys. And then you have Ben Roethlisberger who has gotten it done at the pro level, but people are wondering how much he has left in the tank. So right. it's just an interesting thing as we dissect this, this division. But I think the Bengals are headed in the right direction, but I'm going to still have them in fourth place. Yeah, I completely agree with that assessment. We're, we're both on the same page. As it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, you bring up the the the, the new coach, um, excuse me, the new quarterback, not the new coach. Taylor's in his second year, yeah. but he hasn't been able to work with his new quarterback, yeah. uh, despite uh, the immense talent that Joe Burrow showed this past season with LSU. He has not been able to do more than you know what the rest of us have been doing with zoom meetings and uh, you know, text messages and phone calls. You got to be able to do it on the field. You can't just go. It can't just all be mental. And so, right. and you also have to apply that mental stuff to the field. You can draw all the plays you want on the board or however they're doing it uh, remotely. Right. But if you're not running it with your receivers, there's no timing there. Right. You're not comfortable with your offensive line. So, yeah, it's going to definitely be tough for Joe Burrow. I, and I would expect him to start from day one. Do they even have another option besides Burrow? Like, I'm sure there's someone else on the roster. Oh, yeah, there's certainly <laughs> someone else on the roster. But, but I, is anyone even thinking that no, it's not it, going to be Burrow? It's got to be Burrow. It's got to be Burrow. Um. Yeah, I'm quickly pulling, trying to pull but, up the roster. But think about that. Think about that situation. No, they really. It's Ryan Finley and Jake Dolagala, right. who so I've think, never heard but of. But think about that because you're going to have this guy who probably is going in with no preseason games. His first game is going to be Week One, the first time he takes a a, a live, a truly live. Because there's no, they're not doing um like um. Combined squad things, you know, like this year either. Yeah, nothing like that. That's why I just think I think he's going to be fine. I just think it's going to take some time, and I don't think you're going to necessarily see that in in September. Yeah. <laughs> so, all um, right. So yeah. we so, both have Bengals yes. in fourth. You said four and twelve. I said five and eleven. I we, you know, we're pretty pretty close with yeah. each other there. Third place, though, Justin, you're going to go up here first with third place. Who's okay. your third place team in the AFC North in 2020? So, I'm really struggling with one team in this division. Um, it's not the team I'm going to put at third place, though. In third place, I'm going to go with the Browns. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I know the team you're struggling with, and then I was like, well, maybe it is the Browns <laughs> he's struggling with. But... So, the Browns are a team I'm struggling with. There's certainly talent there. I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield one way or the other. I am not sure he's got it, but I am certainly not sure he doesn't. Does that make sense? Like I, right. I don't yeah. I need more information yet. Um I I I have a feeling he's gonna figure it out and be and be a solid quarterback. I don't know that we're talking like top five or necessarily even top ten in the league, but I think he's gonna be well, I guess, man, once you get to 10, you're starting to look at, like, what what are we doing here? But 
Um, I could see him in that top half. Um, they've got weapons, like I said. I, I, I'm intrigued as to what they'll be able to do. I think if things aren't going well there, it's going to start to go south and you're going to start to hear murmurs of do we need to reset again, which is probably honestly the exact opposite thing that they need to do. Like I think they really need to give Mayfield and the staff time to work it out, whether or not I agree that the staff is the best for the job or not. You know what I mean? Like, Well, I'm going to let you finish because okay. – so, I'll be talking about the Browns shortly. So, <laughs> I I am going to put the Browns at you know, what? I'll put them at 7 wins. Borderline 500 team, but I don't think that's good enough for them. This team is meant to be a pushing double digits, you know, like 10 wins. I just I I know there are lots of questions about Lamar Jackson. I know there's lots of questions about Ben Roethlisberger, but if I'm currently like, if I'm picking quarterbacks for my team or that I'm putting the confidence in Lamar Jackson has had issues in the playoffs against playoff caliber defenses. And it's not just him, the whole team and coaching and there's all kinds of issues there. Tennessee was also a machine and was up big on Kansas city. And then Patrick Mahomes did his thing. Um, You know, so like, I, I, I've seen it from Lamar. I've seen more from Lamar Jackson than I've seen from Baker Mayfield, in my that's opinion. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think the ceiling is really high for both of them, and they could both get there. And, and we know what Ben can do if he's healthy and has, has the team around him. I don't know that he can still do it, but he, we've seen him do it. So I'm, I'm still at that spot where I think of those three, I'm putting Baker Mayfield as the third quarterback. And I think they are the third of those teams. Not, not solely for that reason, but I think they're okay. I think they're solid. They're going to win roughly half their games, but that's not enough to get it done in the NFL, even, at, even when we're adding a playoff team. So I'm going to put them at seven wins, battling to get to 500, but not really battling for that, that, seventh, that spot. seventh spot. I'm right there with you. I have the Browns in third. I have them six and ten, which is identical record to last year. The thing you talk about, you know, is this the right staff? Is Baker the right guy? Um, I feel like they're closer to determining if Baker's the right guy. Oh, 100%. However, I also understand that this is including interim, his fourth head coach in three years. Right. You know, like, right. That's crazy. In the NFL. You know, we've seen that in college with crazy, crazy things that happen, these transitional periods. But in the NFL to go through four different coaches and not even three seasons, like this is the start of his third season, correct? Yeah. This is his fourth head coach. Now, I know the first year was an interim thing. I get that. But Freddie Kitchens last year in year two. Now they're on Kevin Stefanski here in year three of of the Baker era. Everyone, it seemed like everyone, you know, if you listen to the mainstream media, the sports yeah. media, everyone was on the Browns last year. Yeah. The Browns and were the we, greatest thing. We were not. And you and I were like, nope. Right. Like, this not, is one. No. This sorry. is one where, like, I want to say we we agree fairly often. We're usually on the same I'm way, not way sure there has been something that was so counter what everyone was saying that we were more 
on the opposite of that yeah. and correct. Right, yeah. In, in recent history Throw of the show. Throw that caveat in there. You know, in, in terms of, like, things that we were fully and, like, not kind of, like, uh, I'm hesitating. No, we were full on, nope, this is not going to work, in agreement, and we were right against what everyone was saying. We nailed it with the Browns last year. Absolutely. Not yeah, to toot our it. own horn, but uh, toot toot. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just... Are they better than last year? I don't know. Maybe they brought in some new tackles, offensive tackles, protecting your quarterback. Always a good thing. And that is that is big. They signed Conklin, and they draft Wills, who was one of my favorite offensive tackles in the draft. Right. So good. That's good for them. Yeah. That's absolutely good. Very good. But they they, didn't. They didn't Browns it. Right. Yeah. They did a good job. That was a good job. But unless the Stefanski era produces better with all of the offensive talent they have, this team could be 500 or better and challenge at least the Ravens, if not the Steelers, for a wild card spot. Maybe maybe even push them for the division if the Ravens drop back. Was Stefanski with the Vikings? Yes. Is that where it was? Yes. But I I, I have to see it. And I'm not going to buy into it just because of the big names they have on offense. It didn't work last year. Why should I believe it'll work this year? Right. Just because they have a new coaching staff. Right. But, you know. A co- new coaching staff when they haven't been able to and work. And they haven't been able to work together. Right. So, obviously, we know Baker. They've got Chubb and Hunt in the backfield. They've got Beckham, Landry out wide. They may be the most talented team in the division. They signed Austin Hooper. Yeah. And they have Nyoku, but he wants to be traded. Right. Which, Okay, there's another Browns being the Browns there. And we talked about their offensive line upgrades at both tackle spots, Conklin and Wills. So they have the potential there. Um, Miles Garrett is, I mean, there's some interesting aspects to his game, both on and off the field. But he's a supreme talent when he's not throwing his helmet at people. He is literally (laughs) going to do whatever it takes to get to to the quarterback. To to, to get to the quarterback and to win. But I, I don't know that they have enough defensively. Uh, I do like the second round pick of Grant Delpit after getting Wills in the first yeah. round. Delpit, yeah. the safety from LSU, was a great value pick in the second round. He at one time was thought of as maybe a potential top ten pick. Right. Didn't work out that way his senior season. Of course, he won a national championship, so me he may not care. Right, but and, I like and that. He's one of those guys where like I feel like they were they were talking about how much like of a leader he was on that on that defense, and you're like, man, those are guys you love to have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I just, if the offense comes together, they're not a six win team. No, they're a nine, they, 10 win team. They, maybe they, more. They have the talent to win the division. It's getting I them just, to gel and getting the offense how, like, on paper set. How many teams have we, well, not many, but I was, we're, we were like this with the Patriots. We were like this with the Packers for a while of the, I'll believe it when I see it, that someone knocks them off, you know? Right. I'm kind of that way with the Browns in the opposite direction. Like, you know what? I'll believe it when I see it, that they're not going to Browns this up and uh, exactly and, and just finish third in the division. No, actually, the most Browns thing would be to be in fourth and the Bengals with less talent beat them out. Like, that would be the most Browns thing. Yeah, it, oh, it absolutely would. Absolutely. So, um. I guess I'll go here with my number two. And obviously we're both down to Steelers Ravens. So it'd be interesting to see where we both go with that. 
I'll be honest and upfront right away. I have these teams tied. Okay. Um, I have them based on the game by game thing that we did uh, that you created. I have them both going ten and six, which is a comfortable four game lead over the Browns, who I had at six and ten. So I have them both neck and neck fighting with each other. That's a significant step back for the Ravens. They went fourteen and two last year. Uh, it's a step up for the Steelers, who I believe went eight and eight last year. Um, I know they were uh, trending towards the playoffs. Yes, they were eight and eight last year. They were trending towards the playoffs and just fell off at the end. But you know, when you're playing with guys who entered the season as third and fourth options at quarterback, so for them to go eight and eight was kind the of fact remarkable. That Mike Tomlin got that team to eight and eight, right. arguably his best coaching job. Right, like arguably his best coaching, and he won a Super Bowl. Right. And this was arguably He's been his coach best, of the year. Is arguably his best coaching job. Now you got Big Ben coming back. Is he fully healthy? Is he is he ready? Is but he going to have the chemistry? Ben with the Roethlisberger guys? at seventy percent is forty percent better than anyone else they lined up back there last year. You know, oh my so gosh, yeah, so yes, they it, played a quarterback called Duck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I have them both going ten and six in second place based on tiebreaker. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Uh, I really want to have the Steelers win that division. Uh, but I feel like I shouldn't just let my distaste for the Ravens get in the way <laughs> of reality. Because I, I'm much more comfortable in saying if I had to pick between the two, the safer bet is to say Baltimore wins the division. Uh, I'm going to go that direction. I don't necessarily like it because I feel like we need more turnover in our playoff teams. And I we're not quite getting it. But nothing on paper tells me that the Ravens aren't a playoff team, especially when you're adding a playoff team. Right. So I'm going to have the Steelers here in second, in the AFC North uh, 2020. I have them going 10 and six, which is a two game jump. Uh, I think last year we could have easily seen them get to that. If big Ben with health was healthy and under center, uh, or, and you know, if James Conner was healthy and on the field at all times, but yeah, Mike Tomlin has been a, phenomenal out there i can't imagine why anyone in the steelers organization or steelers fans would want to see him go i know when coaches are there for a while sometimes they wear it they're welcome even if they are winning you know kind of like andy reed in philadelphia just wasn't working both both the organization and coach split and it worked out in their favor both of them ended up winning where it mattered most tomlin already has a super bowl he's gotten them to another he has the team always ready to win it seems and I just think that there's potential for the Steelers to make a, some noise this year. Are they a favorite in the AFC? I don't know if I can go that far, but I think they can make the AFC North competitive. I think they can push the Ravens. I think they win 10 games this season. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. They've got an interesting quarterback room right now with f- five guys there. Um, Roethlisberger, obviously, number one. But is it Mason? Is it Devlin? They brought in Paxton Lynch and JT Barrett. So five unique individuals there fighting for reps in Pittsburgh. But if Roethlisberger is, you know, even 80% of what he was before the season last year, he's still a better option than any of the other four guys. They've had success with James Conner. Trey Edmonds and Jalen Samuels both had, um, you know, their spots in their time in the spotlight. Benny Snell is there. They drafted Anthony McFarland. They've got plenty of backs. Wide receivers, they drafted Chase Claypool, was their first pick. Uh, I like him opposite Juju Smith-Schuster, um, as well as having Ryan Switzer and one of last year's picks, James Washington, there. 
Um, is it the the best wide receiver crew in the division? No, but I think it's serviceable. And if Claypool hits or uh, Washington takes a step up, takes some of the um, pressure off of Juju, that's a win for sure. Now, they brought in Eric Ebron at tight end, which is, I think, absolutely phenomenal for um, for a Ben Roethlisberger-led offense. And um, I think their offensive line is, is good enough. They were strong last year. Um, they brought in Stefan Wisniewski, who wins Super Bowls kind of wherever he goes. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's a good sign for them. I, I don't know. But they got, they've got the... Uh, they got the horses, and I think they'll 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 use them. And uh, defensively, I still think they have issues in the secondary. But we've been saying that about the Steelers for you know 15 years now. Um, yeah. You know, ever since uh, Troy Polamalu's height, once he he dropped off, right. I think once he lost that half step, yeah, that that was the beginning of the end. We were never big fans of Ike Taylor, so. Oh, um, I think they have some issues there, but I think they've finally found some quality guys uh, at linebacker once again, especially TJ Watt has really looked good in his few limited amount of time in the NFL. But I think the Ravens are, excuse me, the Steelers are right there with the Ravens and I have Pittsburgh 10 and six losing the tiebreaker and finishing second in the AFC North this year. All right. I'm going to put them at 10 and six as well. Um, and in second place. So we're not, <laughs> we're not only are we not going with turnover here, we're also like going exactly, exactly the same. Exactly the but same. This is the team I struggled with. I because if they have another season where Ben doesn't get it done, I think it I think it's worse than last year. I don't think you go two years without him and unless one of the other guys, meaning Paxton Lynch. And that would wouldn't that be an indictment of like the system that had been in in Denver, you know, um, to give help on him? But yeah, um, like I said before, I think Denver is is in the right spot with Drew Locke. But anyway, um, or JT Barrett, like JT Barrett's one of those guys that like I don't I don't want to like him because right. he played at Ohio State, but yeah. like he never did anything at Ohio State but win, you know? Like he he's really good and like. I I just think he would be an interesting thing to kind of see here. He always his accuracy passing wasn't always the greatest, and that kind of gets exposed in the NFL a lot. So, um, but again, if Ben is healthy, relatively healthy, now that's not to say he's he's going to be injured and he's going to let you know he's injured. Like that's his style. But um, I think he could get it done. And I still think he can play at a high enough level for them to be a contender. Um, I think they're going to be a playoff team if he's healthy. Um, and I guess by saying 10 and 6, I'm saying I'm going to guess he is healthy. Um, but at the same time, I I think like if I have to go by team, I think the Ravens have a better top-to-bottom team. I think and that's why I, I have them winning out there. Um, but I, I think the Steelers make an improvement over last year. Like, And even though it's only two games win-wise, I think that gap between this year's 10-6 and six and last year's 8-8 eight and eight is going to be enormous. Um, and and I think they're going to be that, that typical Steelers team, though. I think they're going to be really tough. I don't think they're going to be a team that anyone wants to face down the stretch or in the playoffs. And certainly not want to have to go to Pittsburgh um, to win a game. Now at ten six, if they're not winning the division, 
chances of going to Pittsburgh aren't aren't very high, but um, yeah, it, you you just you never know. So I I think that they're going to be an improvement. I think they're going to be more in line with what I was expecting from them last year. I think you're going to see the offense bounce back. I think it was. I don't think the Steelers scored more than 28 points in any game last year or something like that. That's um, very un-Pittsburgh-like. Yeah, so like I, th- I think it was them. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, they're bound to improve. So I, I think they are are set for that. With the caveat, if Ben is banged up like last year, it's one, it's probably over for him, and two. Um, I think it, you're in full rebuild mode then in, in Pittsburgh, which you do not see very often. No, you do not. So what's your take on Baltimore then at number one? Okay, so at number one, um, I think that Lamar Jackson is going to continue to improve. I, I don't know what the ceiling is there, but I think he's going to continue to improve. I feel like he was better this past year. I mean, he won the MVP, but I think he's better this past year than he was the the second half of the season before. I think he's going to continue to make a step up. There will be adjustments made to him, but I think the step that he continues to make will help, you know, kind of offset some of that. Um, I like, um, I like some of the weapons they have there. Um, you know, I, I think, I feel like Baltimore is one of those every year. People thought it was going to change when they had front office like turnover when uh, Ozzie Newsom retired a few years ago. People are like, oh, good. The Ravens will like stop drafting so well and stop making these good deals. And that hasn't really been the case. They've still made lots of good. I mean, they don't hit on everything. Like no one does, but they, they tend to get good value in the draft. And, uh, I, I just think they're built to continue moving in the right direction. How, how crazy is that? Because Hardball was so close to losing his job a couple years ago in right. Baltimore. And, and look what they did. And, and, this is this is a testament in that division because they held the course and they were like, look, we, you know, and they had some turnover. We just need a couple seasons to write right. the ship. We, what, what, this guy has done a lot for us. He's won a Super Bowl for us. Let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt and we're, we're going to keep moving. Now, it may not have come out that way. Maybe it was the guy we wanted to replace him isn't available anymore, you know? Right. But remember, there was talk that... Um, you know, there was some talk that teams might try and trade for Harbaugh. Like, there's all kinds of smoke around him not being the coach in Baltimore anymore. And they it kind of they weathered the storm, and now, man, they're back into it. I know there's some issues because they've, they've lost, you know, first round of playoffs the last two years. But you know what? You do that with a rookie quarterback and then a second-year quarterback. You need to see them. You need to see some growth there, but you you always forget that Titans team, man. They were steamrolling everyone. Yeah, they steamrolled their way into the playoffs. They steamrolled them there. Like, let's talk. Derrick Henry ran all over them. Like, yeah, you can say Lamar Jackson didn't have a great game, but like, yeah, that was Derrick like, Henry. Yeah, he, but... he just ran all over them. I mean, they were doing the same thing to the Chiefs until the Chiefs woke up. And right. then they then they shut Derrick Henry down right. and the team so was like, different. Right. It, it's not it wasn't like, oh, he choked in the in the biggest time. You know, like they didn't get it done, but I wouldn't call it choking. It's not like, you know, he missed a single play or did so, like they, they just got beat by a better team at the time, in my opinion. 
I know that's hard to say because they were fourteen and two in the one season. You know, like right, they were yeah, at yeah, home. Yeah. They should they should have been the better team, but they were not that night. And watching that game, you could see it though. You could see that they weren't the better team. Um, so that I, I think they continue to get better. I I'm gonna put them at eleven wins because like I, fourteen and two, I just don't see that as I don't think they can replicate that. Um, but I think they win the division. I'm putting them at eleven wins. I think it's gonna be close with the Steelers. I think you're gonna see. Uh, some fun matchups between them and the Steelers, which is always fun, man. I I remember like going to school in Pittsburgh, and those those Pittsburgh Baltimore games really grew on me, man, because they would just yeah, that was um, some some rough and tough football, right, right, and and I still had a rooting interest because I couldn't stand the Steelers, so. <laughs> um, and it wasn't really because I liked the Ravens. I mean, I, I kind of did just some family stuff there, but really more indifferent to the Ravens. But I really did not like the Steelers. So, yeah, it, I, I just think the Ravens, uh, top to bottom, are still the best team in the division. And I think they're going to continue to improve. Uh, even though their win total goes down, I think maybe they're more geared for success in the postseason this year. We'll, we'll see about that, but... Yeah, so I have them in first two at ten and six, winning the tiebreaker with the Steelers, also at ten and six. I just I still think they're the best team on paper. I, I think they take maybe a few steps back just because I think the division will be tougher this year with yeah. the return of Big Ben and Burrow being in, in Cleveland or excuse me, in Cincinnati. And then maybe the new regime in Cleveland gets them on track. I know I had Cleveland going the same as last year, but you know, maybe one of those or two of those teams steals a game from from Baltimore. I believe it was Cleveland that beat them at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. One of the Ravens' only two <laughs> losses. So, I, I honestly, I think going into uh, Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers are on top of that division having just beat the Ravens at home on Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving night. Oh, man, that's a great Thanksgiving night. Game. Yeah, November 26th, oh, 8-20. Uh, in at Heinz Field, NBC Steelers Ravens. Uh, the thought of all day football on Thanksgiving right now is just—it's kind of like sensory overload very for me. Soothing. Like I don't know that I could. Like it kind of once it make makes me want to cry, but <laughs> so I could see Pittsburgh leaving that game. You know, it's something like, um, like seven, seven and four, or whatever it would be. And, you know, dropping Baltimore maybe to identical records or something like that. Or maybe even, you know, what if all of a sudden Baltimore's like six and five or something? Yeah. Um, but the reason I favor Baltimore is I think on paper they're probably the better team, but I they have an easier schedule to end the season, which could be huge. The last five weeks for Pittsburgh, after that game against the Ravens on Thanksgiving night, Pittsburgh hosts Washington, insert team name here. <laughs> at Heinz Field. Then they finish with three of the last four on the road at Buffalo. Tough. At Cincinnati. Tough. Host the Colts and then go to Cleveland. So, I mean, even if you say the Cincinnati Cleveland games are wins, um, it, or and prop, maybe even Washington, Bills and Colts, I think could be toss ups. Yeah. I think could, could be. And Not necessarily you look are. At it, man, all. All but that Colts game could be miserable weather. <laughs> right, exactly. But then you look at Baltimore, and after what I'm calling a loss to Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving night, they host Dallas. Win. 
They go. <laughs> <laughs> they go to Cleveland. Okay. They host Jacksonville. They host the Giants. They go to Cincinnati. Oh man. Yeah. So, like, in terms of the last five games, Pittsburgh could possibly go maybe three and two. Now, who knows? Maybe they beat the Colts and Bills and they go five and zero. Oh. Mm, right. But obviously, I would much rather have the Ravens schedule. The Dallas game probably should be hard, but it is at home for Baltimore. But then you got Cleveland, Jacksonville, the Giants, and the Bengals. Like that's at least at this point in time, those four games don't look that difficult for a team as strong as the Ravens have been. So I think both teams are good. Both teams are playoff teams. I have them both at ten and six with the Ravens squeaking ahead. Um, I, I think the Ravens could use a receiver to step up because Marquise Brown, Hollywood, is yeah. great. Has incredible connection with. Lamar Jackson, but he's a home run threat and also injury prone. They could use a little bit more consistency there, but you know, they already had Mark Ingram and they draft JK Dobbins was absolute steal. Yeah. Absolute steal. And they added two great defensive linemen to an already studly defense with Calais Campbell and, um, uh, Wolf, Derek Wolf from the Broncos. Oh, and then they just get a steal in the draft when Patrick Queen from LSU yeah. drops to them, and they just pluck him and you know going to charge him, um, place him right there at linebacker on their defense. So, right. um, you know, it's kind of like the rich getting richer. Uh, so I think it's uh, it's probably going to be the Ravens uh, at ten and six winning that division and a strong contender in in the AFC. Uh, Pittsburgh's right there. Could see, you know, if Cleveland clicks, like we mentioned, could be interesting. I don't think Cincinnati's quite on that level, but I yeah. also don't think they're the, terrible. The two wild cards, in my opinion, are Big Ben's health and do things click in Cleveland. Because if things click in Cleveland, they could show that they have the most talented team and really turn things upside down in the division. And as much as I'd like to rag on Cleveland, man, wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be fun if it if the AFC North was a three-way race, oh in, man, that in would be super going fun. Going into December, super fun. Oh my gosh, good stuff. Can you imagine really if stuff. like that Thanksgiving night game was like to knock one of the teams down into third? You know, with, because right. the Browns are right they're there. Like, they're with both them. eight and two, right? And like the Browns are sitting there at seven, seven and, three, and three or eight right. and three yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like oh. how how awesome would that be? Yeah. It would be really cool. A to, strong to AFC happen. North would be a lot of fun. It's a lot of a fun. lot of fun. So. Yeah, so. All right, before we wrap up here, we're going to take a brief pause for an ad from one of our sponsors, Small Player Big Play. So please uh, listen to this advertisement about the Youth Sports app. Small Player Big Play app, the all sports social media app for young athletes. Live stream events for your friends and family who can't be there. At home or at work, they can watch your streaming on their phones or on TV by using a mirroring device or AirPlay 2. Download the app from the App Store or Google Play and create an account using a valid email address. That's it. Now you can find friends, join groups, or make new ones. You can upload and watch your own content for free. Watch YouTube uploads for free. Even more streaming options are available with our subscription plans and in-app purchases. Download the app and start sharing with the world your passion for sports today. 
So believe it or not, my dad texted me. Huh. He has the AFC North finishing identical to the way we have it. All right. We need to throw things out and revisit this <laughs> next week then. Which is not the first time I think that happened. I think when we did the right. NFC North, weren't we pretty similar with him? I think he was similar to or you. He was I similar think he might to have been me, identical okay. to you, yeah. Okay, so um, well, we're, we're on know, the same wavelength. We're going to have to check with, uh, with, with show Rich. recorder uh, Rich. Yeah, yeah, Rich should have his, my dad's, mine, and yours. <laughs> right. Um, so that we can check this at the end of the year, and we'll see how things go. Uh, if if there's a 2020 season to talk about, I'm... oh my gosh! <laughs> so, yeah, that's the AFC North. It's always a fun division. It'll be even better this year with Ben back. Hopefully, he's healthy and and he can have the Steelers right there with the Ravens. And like you said, I would love to see one of the Browns or Bengals make that a three team race. Oh, Obviously, we think the Browns have the most firepower to possibly do that if they can get the offense in order and Baker plays like end of rookie year Baker and not most of last year Baker. Well, and clearly, whoever wins the Heisman this year might get drafted by the Steelers. So, exactly, you know. exactly. So. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, is that is that oh, what's going to happen there? <laughs> that would be very interesting. It, I mean, there's we we will probably have to do whole whole episodes it, on this. It would be hard to do if we're saying that the Steelers are going to win ten games. However, right? Yeah, <laughs> crazier they, things have happened. Yes, yes. But I mean, imagine when it comes to April and we're talking the draft, and what if college football is still being played? Right. Uh, if if things happen where that gets moved to the spring, yeah, um, players are going to sit out and oh, not play. Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, man, it's gonna. It could be something pretty pretty crazy. Um, I believe the junior college football is being moved to the spring. So like Lackawanna okay. is being moved to to that time, and we have uh, we know people playing at yeah. Lackawanna yeah. in the past and the present. So. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff going on with uh, the movement surrounding the uh, global pandemic with COVID-19. And we get new information that's usually depressing every single day. Hmm. Uh, We probably should mention, though, that three professional sports are getting ready to begin all at the same time. About a month later than we had expected. I am am not at all convinced that baseball is going to get to finish their season. Just based on, like, what people, like, say. Like, people don't expect it to happen. That's all right. I just want the Phillies to play on my birthday. <laughs> and that is, well, they will play the first game, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, so July 24th, the Phillies will play for the first time. Then I believe on August, do the Sixers play August 1st? I'm not, I I don't know. I think, I think they oh, play you know August what? I think 1st. they do play on August 1st, yes. So, and then two days later, the Flyers will play in their, um, kind of like round robin, not really exhibition because it does matter, but it's not technically the playoffs. They're going to have a round robin three um, game tournament with the other top seeds in the Eastern Conference, the the Lightning, the Bruins and the Capitals. And as I talked to Greg today, talked to him about the restart of the hockey season, the Flyers are quite possibly in the best position you could possibly want them to be in because they would have been the four seed if this, right. no matter how this playoff started, they were going to be the four seed. Right. But they're getting the opportunity to move to the one, two, or three just right. by winning two or three games here right. when it restarts. And if they can bump up, obviously they're going to be playing a lesser team right. down at the bottom because the NHL is going to reseed their tournaments. It's not going to be a straight bracket style like March Madness. It's going to be 
way the way professional sports work where you always the better team always plays the quote worst team that's left in the playoffs so flyers are really playing with house money here uh, but the only scenario that i think could be possibly worth is one of their rivals that are is in the play-in round winning and going far like conference finals stanley cup but what? then also getting the number one pick because that's on the table right, with the way right. the nhl draft went um, any of those teams playing in the play-in round, so the seeds 5 through 12 in the West and East, could make the Stanley Cup, win the Stanley Cup, and quite possibly have the number one pick in the draft. Um, Flyers are not in that group of, of uh, you know teams that can do that. They're in one of the eight that is unable to win that number one pick. But really, the Flyers, you know, they win two games, they're moving up from the four seed. Yeah. If they go two and one... They are probably the one or the two, depending on how things play out. Yeah. So, I mean, Flyers are in prime position. They're going to be healthy. I know most teams are saying they're going to, they're going to be healthy too. But if the Flyers can get back together and play like they did at the end of the season, they've got the chance to make some noise. I wouldn't be surprised if they are able to rekindle those um, February and March uh, feelings. They should be an Eastern Conference final team. Of course. Don't get me wrong. I, I would love for them to, to win it all, right? But of course they'd win when we can't go to a parade, right? Like that, <laughs> right. If that's yeah. not the most like Philadelphia sp- fan thing. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'd take it. Like, Oh my gosh, I mean, yes. I mean, yeah, sign I, me up. People are like, would you want your team to win even though it's a shortened season yeah, of baseball? Yeah, I don't care. Yes. I do not care. Yes, the alternative is losing yeah. or not winning. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, sign th- me you up. You want to throw all the asterisks at me? I don't care. Right. I don't care. Right. It does not matter to me, especially the hockey was so close to being finished. Right. And the Flyers were one of the best teams when the right. season finished. So if the Flyers end up winning the Stanley Cup this year, there's no asterisk. They earned that. Right. Uh, and I'm going to celebrate it because we've never gotten to do that. Just like when it was the Phillies, which makes me want to throw up that it was 12 years ago now. Yeah. But when the Phillies won in 2008, we, none of us had been were alive for the last time that they won it. Like None of us in our friends group was alive in 1980. So we got to experience that the first time a Philly team won while we were alive and could celebrate it. So the Flyers winning, I mean, in the professional sports realm, the Flyers are the next team that I really want that to happen uh, for because I'm such a huge hockey fan. You know, you guys got to relive it with the Eagles. Flyers are the one that is at the top of my list, especially because my mom is a huge Flyers fan. That's her favorite by far. So that would be fun to, uh, to watch and, I just hate knowing that the uh, Penguins have won a couple since uh, Crosby's been there. Uh, I just I would love to see Drew get one. So oh my gosh, that would be cool. Yeah, what what a moment it would be, especially with Oscar coming back too and yeah. and, and ringing that bell a that week or cool. so ago. Like it's just man, what a storyline for the Flyers, the way things have come together, and uh, they've got such a young, talented team. If they can keep them together, they could make a, a a nice little run for the next few years. But it's been fun. So Phillies the twenty fourth, Sixers I think the first, Flyers the third, and they'll all be rolling then. Um, August September is going to be crazy. Uh, yeah. Going to be crazy, especially if the Philly teams are winning oh in all gosh. three of those sports. And then you have the Eagles start, and it's, it's just sports mecca in September if the Philly teams are doing good. Yeah. Like imagine the Flyers are in the Eastern Conference Finals, oh. the Sixers are in the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Eagles are playing. You know their first four games of the season. Um, and the Phillies are imagine if the Phillies are in first. <laughs> I mean, I I I know all that's a pipe oh dream, gosh. but whatever. It's September fun. could be crazy. I mean, we always say October is amazing. Honestly, it could shape up to be really amazing. 
That would be fun. Because that's when the Stanley Cup Finals, the NBA Finals, um, and the baseball playoffs would be closing in that month. So, you know, if if some of these teams could surprise us, that would be swell because 2020 has sucked. So. Yeah. Yes, it has. Oh. All right. So we have been gone a while. Do you have any shout outs, anything to say before we take off here? Um, not, not off the top of my head. No, I wasn't thinking that direction. <laughs> um, yeah, there's always a lot of stuff to, uh, to cover, cover in terms of birthdays and anniversaries. I highly doubt I can remember or, or cover them all. Um, but I think the last time we broadcasted was, so back on the 21st, we did bulldog hour. So yeah, it's definitely been a while, uh, but happy belated birthday to uh, my cousin, Jackie, um, happy anniversary to my wife. I believe I mentioned that before, but I'll say it again here. Um, happy anniversary to my aunt and uncle, um, Dennis and Joyce. Uh, happy birthday to my sister-in-law, Amy, who just celebrated a few days oh, yeah, ago. Yeah. And happy birthday today to my mother-in-law, oh, uh, Karen, yes. celebrating her birthday today as well. Um, and I know there was another anniversary. Uh, my cousin, Brian, and his wife, Monica, celebrated, I think they said was it 15 years. So 15 years for them. So congratulations to the, on that. Um, huge milestones. Lots of birthdays, a lot of anniversary. Great time of year. Uh, July historically usually slow in the sports um but man this year's just been crazy so july one for once doesn't suck in the sports world and the philly starting on justin's birthday i said what kind of strings did he have to pull to get that to happen i don't know i just pull off a global thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll be back next sunday july 19th to look at the NFC East in 2020. And by then, I'm sure the sports world have been turned upside down at least one more time. Yeah. So, and there's so much stuff we didn't even talk about um, that we could talk about, but we just don't have the time. So we appreciate everyone joining us for episode 311 of the Joe Mays and J-Rap show. Uh, for Justin, I'm Joe Mays. We'll be back in a week to continue our 2020 NFL preview. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time... <laughs>